0: Blob
1: Talk
2: Radio Blob Talk Radio Mob shit, bitch I know you know But you're game's up I'm in the SC4 Double Up Getting real low, uh-huh. stick in the flow. Oh, the hug won't mean come swoop. Take the four ride in my blue legs, blue luck. But the bitch ain't got no gas, Fed. so
3: I burnt her like fast friends. And freddy, Bass freddy. Get me on the first uh-huh. when the bells uh-huh. yeah. And maybe we can go to the moon. So. yeah, shit, butter but mine. When I make a billion, I resign. resign. I'm better yeah. a hundred dollar deal with the line across. Uh-huh. What well, just me come around? E40. <laughs> that nigga say that's my home. Oh, we used to purr, grind, purr, grind, drink grandma, wine, grandma. Kahlua, <laughs> milk, and brandy almost death. Uh. Cognac is cool, but I'm on gin. A Santa Barbara, a new Mac 10. Click shit make them motherfuckers nice. Niggas listen to it it 'cause this right. Cricket twisted, unlisted on the highway. We riding sideways. Yeah. I'm
2: right sideways this way, that way. Back up the road and sideways. I'm right sideways, this way, that I mean, way. Hold, hold, hold. I'm riding sideways, this way, that way. I'm looking for a vaccine. i I'm right sideways, this way, that way. This type of shit, go grilla. I'm riding city to city, city to city. Uh. So get your toilet cup and don't get shit. I hit the highway, going east, Twenty-two ounces of beef. I'm playing this game cause a nigga my ain't me I met her last night and today she paid me Want to know if he was a and kick it tonight What else? Only 16, way too tough
3: But AJ ain't nothing but a
2: number, number.
3: Uh, Baby got a head done by Shonda, Shonda. Shonda. Not, not you, 11 and up If you get you bleed, you get fucked Fuck. No, not me not for, oh, oh, The boost down with a two by four. Uh, Every yeah, fucking day is a holiday. Celebrate, celebrate. When a bitch is acting crabby, that means he's owner. Minister, Meditation. I'm just like, fucking him up like this to the highest. highest. Talking most shit this the lightest. A, <laughs> a out in my cut list of on a Friday. Which way we ride? Right side of uh, yeah. I'm right sideways, this way, that away. way. <laughs> I'm right sideways,
2: this way, that of <laughs> way. That
3: away. <laughs> I'm riding sideways, this way, that way I'm riding sideways, this way, that way work. See I'm a hog nigga, Hulk, Beverly Hulk, hillbilly. Hillbilly. hillbilly Bones, Bones like tails, poking beans and chili Just like chillin'. my nigga sell we like to kick it silly Regurgitate and kick a fool, about to tell it Cause they out there bad ain't satisfied Hoes just wanna be pacified But I can't do no justice cause the justice ain't to be dead Bitch, you're using too much red. Now I've been on the break, think off. Oh, Hard top of saw. <laughs> Line up, chalk them up, after lost. See me in the parking lot doing my thing. Yeah. Love to see my old school dance from the ranch The Pubos came and they closed up yeah. shop
2: kicking. Fast to the hood and we made that hot. You yeah. see the shit don't stop. Stop, Motherfuckers pop pop. Seven deuce, drop drop. Coney air shots. Yeah. through the shit like bracer action. If a motherfucker fight, break back and neck. One of the red lights in the right away. How we gonna get it down? We get side of whack. I'm riding, sideways, way,
4: way.
2: I'm riding sideways this way, that way I'm riding sideways this way, that way I'm riding sideways this way, that way Come, come,
3: come, come, come here you little hard boy I'm riding sideways this way, that way
1: hey.
5: Soul the Radio. Omezi, what's up, man?
6: What's up, playa?
5: Soul the Radio. Welcome, everybody. to Soul the Radio once again, live every Monday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I am Rick Camacho. We got Omizi on the phone. Brian will be calling in in a minute. Mike, I'm not sure if we're going to hear from him today. I just talked to him. He's, he's at work today. But we've got a great show for everybody. Get in the chat room right now. The chat room is open. Today on the show, we got Cheryl Smith, CEO of CatchSocial.com. We got Bay Area legend Ray Love coming on the show at 12 o'clock today. And also, we got uh, author Marlo Wright, who who wrote a book called Suck a Dick, Save a Marriage. How about that one?
6: (laughs) I like that.
5: Hey, there we go. Perfect Mother's Day. Happy Mother's (laughs) Day. Oh, shit. Yeah, hey, tell your wife, say Happy Mother's Day, man. That's real talk,
2: man. Happy Mother's Day to everybody.
5: Yeah. So, how how, how did Mother's Day go for you, Omizi?
2: Oh, uh, you know what, man? Uh, I, I would like to say I did something uh, super super extravagant for wifey, but I'm so I'm so lame. I'm so I was so tired from the, from the uh, last couple of days of, of being on the road. You know, what I'm saying that when I got home, I had expectations and, and you know and grandeur in mind, but uh, my body didn't allow me to do such things. But I, you know, I always try to make up for it if I if I fall short. So, you know, we got we got stuff jumping off, you know what
6: I'm saying, the next couple of days.
5: Okay, cool. That that's wonderful. Me I, I went and watched uh a Lakers documentary yesterday by uh mm-hmm. by the by the great um Pastor T D. Jakes, Bishop T. D. Jakes. It's called right. Jump right. the Broom. Jumping the Broom. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, you seen yeah. that movie.
5: I went not seeing that yesterday, man. Awesome movie. Shout out to T D J, man, for for putting together an awesome movie. And then, you know, and I and I and I, I put it there with the Lakers because because they got swept by the broom yesterday. So that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Did you, did you get a chance to watch any of that game yesterday? Did you get a chance to watch any of that game yesterday?
6: Yeah, I watched it, man. It was uh, it was a pretty good
5: game until the until the end, till they they start starting to convict. Okay, well, hey, we're gonna we're gonna jump right to the phone because on the line we do have Cheryl Smith, and I know she doesn't have a whole lot of time. So Cheryl Smith, welcome to Soul Kitchen Radio. Welcome,
7: Uh, thank you very much, Rick.
5: Well, thank you for coming on, and you know you 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 got a hold of us through uh, after you listened to our Rodney Perry show, and so. You know I'm a, I'm uh I'm humbled to and, and thank you humbled that you would, that you would want to come on our show. Thank you. Well, it's
7: well, an honor. It's it's an honor to talk to your audience and to be a part of your show.
5: Right, right. Well, let's talk about Catch Social. I'm I'm looking at the website right now. Um it's obviously like a like a a dating a dating website. Can you talk about it a little more?
7: Yes, yes. Um, we um, are an online dating site, and our focus is, um, is uh, 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 mature adults who are looking for long-term for relationships. Yeah. Um, um, we're also, we're also so very, different very different in that, in that, we, we, that we, we offer a monthly event that, uh, in a uh, city, city near you. you. Uh, presently, uh, we're in, in, Los, in Los, Los Angeles and, in Chicago, and Chicago area, but, now, always but always looking to
4: expand.
5: Okay, so the city near you, does that mean... That I mean uh, you're gonna be you're gonna be you're gonna be uh, what do you mean expanding? And you just have people in, in LA right now, and you have people in in Chicago.
7: Well, well, we're of course global because we have the uh, dating site, um, and so we can reach anyone from New York, Atlanta, um, all the way to the Bay Area. That's not the limitation, um, but we are planning uh, to have events. In the fall, and uh, four other cities besides Los Angeles and Chicago. Presently, we have an event that's coming up, May 21st in the Chicagoland area. It's a wine tasting, Um, but we're also exploring uh, other
5: markets. Oh, okay. So, so you guys actually have people in in LA and Chicago. So you're looking. So, are are you looking to expand to get to get offices in different cities all across the country?
7: well you know how our events go they're um social events and so say for instance the third week of uh, June. We may have something in San Francisco or Oakland area. Um, and it could range from a salsa event, wine tasting. Um, but the the point is, is getting back to the old school way of meeting another person. The catch to catch is that uh, to attend the events, you have to bring someone of the opposite sex who you think is a great find for someone other than yourself. So that could be your brother That could be, you know, uh, a cousin That could be a church member That could be somebody you work with Now, you know, you guys may not have any chemistry at all But you're thinking, wow, she's a really cool girl She should probably be with somebody I'm just not feeling her So, you know, the idea is that um, we used to do that for one another, right? We used to have uh, old school card parties and you know get-togethers where you know I know I know somebody that's great for you. Let me introduce you to uh, Paula or let me introduce you to John. Well, I'm bringing that back in a, a very new school kind of way.
5: Oh, that's that's awesome. You know that you know we see that a lot on movies, and then and then at the end of the movie, the two people who came together. End up falling in love together. <laughs> you know? Well,
7: that's the irony, isn't it? But <laughs> however you find, the however you find love, you know it's worth finding.
5: Omizi, what do you think about that, yeah, man?
2: Omizi, I think, um, yeah, you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you are there? No, I, I think it's cool. I think it's cool because I think it's so hard for people to find somebody nowadays that's not that's not a psycho or got some mental issue, you know, jumping off so it seems like her uh, like, you know, your um events, you know, it's like basically you bring in somebody that you vouch for, like I'm saying this is somebody I vouch for that he uh, he or she is a good catch for somebody else cuz I'm not going to bring I'm not going to bring a psycho with me, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So if everybody if everybody brings somebody that they vouch for, then it seems like it'd be uh a, you know, it'd be a good place cuz you know, I, I always try to find try to find out what these youngsters or how these people are are going to find somebody. You're going to go to church, you're going to go to the club, you know, it's like so few, you know, like, you know, I don't know what the ratio of, of women to men is nowadays, like seven to one. And, you know, and most of the females, um, you know, I don't know if they models what what the models they looking they looking for so. Well, you know, and, I, you know
7: you hit on a very good point, and that that is why um, the catch is very important. You know, um, because when you put yourself into a nightclub setting, yeah, you do have a nine ten women to one guy depending on the market right Um, and it does two things for women it it automatically turns on the competition factor am i looking better than her she's not even focused on the guy anymore and for the guy, he's focused on all these women. It's a kid in a candy store. So even the best of men would have the intention of finding a good girl. But if you got a choice of ten good girls, why not get ten numbers? Um, the way our events kind of play out, we have about uh, 25 guys, 25 women um, and it's, you're not overwhelmed by the numbers, right? And as you pointed out, it, you really—it really is a great compliment for someone to say, "Hey, why don't you go to this catch event with me? I think you're pretty special," you know. And so it's, it's a couple of things going on, and I'm glad you picked up on both. So I heard. So,
2: um, I'll go, ahead.
5: Go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, man.
2: Well, there was a, there was like an online website that was getting sued. Um, I forgot the name of it, but basically it, it, it was, like, somebody who was a psycho. They got a female they got ended up getting with a psycho, and you know, so it's like, so, so they were getting sued because they the screening process. What's your screening process? Do you have, like, is it, like, a checklist? Or like, what is your screen, screening process as far as finding somebody?
5: I think that was Match.com that, was, that just got sued. Was that Match.com? Yeah, somebody that got, like, raped and some other stuff, right?
7: Right. And so what and you know, it's interesting that uh they that company responded the way that they did. At Catch Social, first of all, you have to be over twenty one to participate. Secondly, you're you're not there to chat online and for the hookup. You're you're it's laid out that the people who are uh a part of our community have already stated There are only three options when you join, that you are looking for a long-term committed relationship, you're open to a long-term committed relationship, or you want to be married. So can I weed out all of the cycles in the world? Absolutely not. That is virtually impossible. And for Match.com to even put themselves in that position where they're making that type of promise – they're only setting themselves up for further liability. That's just my observation, that it's totally right. impossible to look at someone on paper and know how stable they are. But why our events, are uh, our in-person events are so important. Yeah, you can pick up crazy when you're in a room with 25 other people. You know, you can look them in their eyes and like, eh. No, I'm thinking that's not a good thing, you know, and so you can keep it pushing. So you don't necessarily, um, you're not having these blind relationships online. Because let's be honest, I on paper I could probably be, you know, the next Michelle Obama. But then when you right. walk in the room, you know, and you meet me, I might be, you know, shenanigans around the corner. I don't <laughs> know what you're
5: looking for. And when you you know? Know, once you start talking, that, that's when it all starts coming out.
7: Absolutely. And so our vetting process is is organic and it's real. It's not these false promises that um Uh, these larger companies are making, we're saying, look, you're an adult person. Let's be responsible. You know, we already know you don't put your phone number online. You already know you're not posting pictures of your kids online. You know, there are some things that you have to do as an adult to be safe in an online environment. I'm Mm -hmm. saying do that, but also be honest with yourself. What are you looking for? Are you looking for someone who can string some sentences together and and know how to punctuate in a in a, a paragraph? Yes, maybe. Or does that not even matter to you, but you're looking for the cool factor Well, you got to come out to the event to get cool, right? right? So, you know, it all depends on what you're looking for, but we offer it on two platforms.
5: Yeah, now I'm looking at Oops. your at your website here and $15 a month Nine or uh, six month? What is that? Six month membership, fifteen dollars a month. What is that about? Right. What do you, what well, do you sure. get for for fifteen dollars a month? At a, on we're a
7: incentivizing. Special? We're incentivizing people. First of all, that that is very competitively priced. Um, if you go to the other websites, they, first of all, they want to know everything uh, about you, and so you're spending twenty five minutes to half an hour filling out these surveys. Right. We keep it simple. You know, all of that is not necessarily uh, necessary. Most people want it to uh, get a statement about your life, and if they want to know more, they can ask, right? Um, right. And so th- this is yeah, – we try to keep it simple. And so we're actually offering uh, – the online is six months of you being able to contact other members. You know, so you can do your own vetting process. And then you guys can say, hey, you know what, it's an event coming up um, in June or July. Why don't you meet me there? You don't have to do that, you know, drive-by coffee run, right? And, you know, so you can actually come out to an event, have some great food, some great entertainment, and and meet some really special people.
5: Now, do you get free tickets to the event with with the membership?
7: No, no, that's just the the member um the membership is so you can connect with people for that you know one month, three months or six months however you decide. Uh you want to uh join as a member. Um you can post on the online forum and we also have um uh, some blog spots um, So it's it's things to do online But if you want to come to an event The events um, over the last few months Have only been You know $20 for two people Or $40 for two people Depending on the event So that's still extremely affordable Because hey let's be honest Once you go to the club You spend two drinks Pay an admission fee, uh, fee. You didn't spend $50 $200. just for yourself Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Mike Leary, loves well, so, Mike, Rick, you sound like you popping bottles if you're doing two hundred dollars. <laughs>
2: yeah,
6: yeah, he's
5: he, <laughs> so he gonna he, he he go with all out. All mm-hmm. He
2: hangs out he with go he go do. all out. So nah, no, yeah, Rick go part. all oh, out. He, he gonna get you gonna get everything. The roses, you know, he he do the whole thing. You go okay. with me. Yeah. That's
5: my wife. You go with me. You ain't getting nothing. You get you gonna get <laughs> in, and hopefully we're gonna swing you in admission, and 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 we'll see we'll see after that. Okay. <laughs> I pour yeah, I'm personal, first on them I'm right the end cheap of the guy. Night. I'm the cheap guy. I'm the
7: cheap one. I doubt it. I I highly doubt it. You should actually you feel, uh, come to one of our events soon.
2: How you feel about the um, the speed dating? It, it, like when you talk about, I'm thinking like forty, like the movie Forty Year version how they had the speed dating. How you feel about yeah. those? Well, you know, I'm
7: not – You know, we have people who that's their shtick, that's their thing. Um, that doesn't necessarily work for most people because I don't know how much information you can really get in three to five minutes. You know, we don't have um, restrictions on how people interact other than to be respectful to one another. So if you find a young lady at one of our events or a young guy at one of uh, the events that you think is really, you know, you, you're feeling them, then – you're free to talk to them all night. You know, I, you're an adult. You can do what you right. want to do. You know, um, and so our events are not, um, you know, these microwave type of false type of conversations. This is, again, a very organic, old-school way of uh, really getting to know a person of the opposite sex and taking your time with that thing. And as the two of you are adult, adults. Then it's it's relying on you to be pretty, you know uh, responsible and how you interact. But that's right. not my job to tell you how to uh, meet that special person. I'm helping you meet that special person
5: or facilitating. So, are you, that. so are you guys, uh, you guys accept married couples to come also if they want to swing or something if they're looking oh, for a well five you person. know. Again,
7: that if you, if you're swinging, that ain't none of my business. I'm not here <laughs> to judge that. Um, however, I, I would say that these are for people who are looking for committed relationships. So, okay. you know, I'll, this, this I'll, I'll is definitely not exactly. This is not a <laughs> swinging set.
5: Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Peter Parker is looking for a swinger club, and and so he, he he thought maybe that's why he came on. He wanted to see if you had it open for him, huh, Peter? I see him up there. He's in the he's in the chat room talking about it. Okay. okay. So so Cheryl, um, so so married couples come. What if what if somebody's married and one of your one of your one of your clients say, "Hey, wait a minute, I met this guy, but he's married." That then then what happens then? Is it just on them, or do you automatically get kicked out of the program?
0: Oh
7: no, I, I mean if you want to attend, because again, uh, last month we had a performance. Um, uh love love songs and poets so we had uh some really dynamic poets come out and um we had a fantastic singer um performer ranger writer um Solomon and they had a fantastic uh performance so if you want to come out and enjoy the performance and whatever else adults do I don't dictate that you know but again this is geared towards single, mature adults who are looking for one another. What else happens there? I'm not the uh, the warden of my events. I'm just there to make sure that people are having a good time.
5: Okay, good. Well, uh, hey, if anybody wants to call in, you want to talk to Cheryl right now, 714-694-4150. Um, also, the chat room is open. Cheryl, I think we – I think. Uh, I think we're going to have some callers here for you in a second, but we, okay. we do have we do have Marlo on the phone. Marlo, are you there? Marlo, right? I am here. Hey, Marlo, how you doing? Are you listening to this conversation here with Cheryl?
4: I am, and I'm loving it because I'm actually in the process of writing an article called Can Money Buy Love? So I'm oh, loving
5: fantastic. it. Oh, fantastic! Wow. Well, is everybody knows Marlo Wright. She's she's on the website today, SoulKitchenRadio.com. You can pick up her book, Suck a Dick, Save a Marriage. How about wow. that, Cheryl? Forget it. <laughs> wow. Uh, or, uh, forget a social site. You could just do that, huh?
7: Well, you know, that's not working so much for single women. I, I'm thinking <laughs> that you need a little bit oh of a commitment God. before you go out there and doing all of that.
5: Hey, Cheryl, we do have a caller for you, though. Uh, we got a Russian caller. His name is His name is Vadim. I think he's looking for love. Vadim, okay. are you there?
6: Uh, yes, yes, I'm here right now. Uh, I do have a question. I want to meet a nice uh, female uh, that will not slap me uh, on the first date. Uh, I want her to be nice and beautiful and uh, for her to like Well, cheers. wait a
7: minute. I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out why is she slapping you in the first place. You're, are you a good guy?
6: I find myself to be a good guy. I mean, I, I, I try to give them massages. Uh, you know, I figure. He's only going to make know, my Okay. Well,
7: just uh, log on to the site www.catchsocial.com. All of your listeners, um, if you we're offering, um, if you log on now, then within the next hour, we'll go ahead and um, uh, make your uh, your membership free for 30 days, so you can try it out. Add your picture, add something to your profile, and then and you can uh, uh, guarantee that
6: you can. You can set me up with a right woman that I can take uh, with me to the woods and get uh, romantic uh, pretty quickly, or uh, is she going to uh, No, I,
7: I don't know about that woods thing. That sounds <laughs> a little dangerous, too, so I don't know, uh, you
6: know. You think uh, that's why they keep slapping me, because I keep trying to bring them to the woods?
7: Yeah, I'm thinking that's it. <laughs> that's
6: but good it. luck to you.
7: I, I really hope that you find love.
6: Well, good luck, buddy. Well, get, that, get that membership. Yeah, and you guarantee, <laughs> not to, you guarantee not to block my membership within a week.
7: Um. Well, if you're using profanity or you're um, insulting our users, then, uh, yeah, you, there are some rules of engagement, so you might want to keep it clean.
5: Yeah, Cheryl, don't play. Uh, hear that. Cheryl, you don't play. You're serious about your thing. I like that.
6: I uh, sure you you will come over and slap me personally.
5: Well,
7: you might like that. I, I'm afraid of that.
6: Yeah. No yeah, more drugs. You, to you, to that man, you man. caught me. You caught me. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna go set up, uh, and it's okay to post uh, nude pictures of myself.
7: No, um, we don't have any nudity
5: on the site. Oh, no nudity on the site. Okay, that's good. What no about nudity? So how do you, how do you how do you get away from like the single men that are just that are just uh thinking they're going to hook up with somebody here or, or Well again
7: like. it it you know I I do th- as much as I can as far as uh, laying out what the ground rules are uh for catchsocial.com however um they're we do the best that we can. Um if other users tell me that we have someone who's um being a predator or um or being insulting, um, using profane language and, and derogatory um slurs then they they will be blocked um we we definitely are a serious site we're um trying to reach out to uh the audience that is not being addressed right now uh and that is the mature adult who's looking for a committed relationship um you can go to plenty of, you can go to any other uh website and do all of the playing and you know showing your whatevers to whomever that that's totally. Um, up to you, and it's a free world. But catsocial.com is for the mature adult. Okay. Yes.
6: I think I have re evaluated it. I will sign up, I will post pictures of myself dancing and having a good time, uh, meet a nice woman, and then I will bring her to the church, maybe. Yeah, That's maybe. Look, that sounds good. Look. No more joy. And then to the woods. And then to the woods.
5: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vadim. Well, Thank you, Vadim, for calling in. Uh, go join catchsocial.com, and I'm sure maybe one day you'll actually get a chance to meet Cheryl, and that'll be wonderful. Thank you. Beautiful. All right. Thank, thank you, you, everybody. All right. Bye bye. Thank you. Peace out. All right. So <laughs> that was an interesting call. We we get some of those from now on then, uh, yeah, on his, and then on our show. On our show, we got we got a very diverse crowd that's listening to you right now.
7: That's fantastic.
5: And uh, and Marlo, so so. So jump in this conversation Marlo because you're on there and, and once again Marlo's book is available on our site soulkitchenradio.com uh second dick's saver marriage and so oh looks like Marlo somebody just hung up who was that Marlo are you there No I'm here Okay Okay go ahead Marlo let's talk let's talk about it
8: Um, Well, my book actually is for um,
4: single, it's for men, it's for women, it's for gay, it's for straight, all people, um, all ages 18 and and up, uh, because really it's talking about being more positive, putting something positive like praise and encouragement in your mouth um, instead of being negative and nagging, derating and belittling people, um, and then expecting them to act the best that they could possibly be. So um, my book is really what I learned out of my first marriage, um, which was a domestically violent situation, and that was my first book, and although I know there was nothing I did to merit that abuse, um, that verbal and mental abuse, um, I still felt like there were some things that I could have done a little bit better just as me being a person. Um, And so that's what this book is really about, about uh, healthier communication, um, understanding the dynamic of a relationship, and um, healthier sex lives and, so it's really been reaching out to a lot of people, and people love it.
5: So are you are you single right now, Marlo?
4: I am actually.
5: So would you? And I have a
4: blog that I write on that. It's cutie run dot com, uh-huh. and it's all of my dating hilarities, which are helping people see red flags. Oftentimes, a lot of women they see the red flag, but then they say, "Oh, well, we can work with that," or "Oh, we can fix that." No, there's too many men out there. Cut and go.
5: Like okay. you and see so it's it, over with. And, and let me tell you, I I strategically planned this because I wanted Cheryl on the Smith Cheryl Smith on the phone when you called because I thought the two kind of went hand in hand, you know. And and not not a I understand what you're saying, not the whole suck a dick save a marriage thing, but the whole the whole coming together as a, as a couple thing. And I thought I thought catchsocial.com with a book that's trying to save relationships would be an awesome tandem to go together. Cheryl, did you? What do you think about that, Cheryl?
7: I, I do agree um, in that there is a lot of um, uh, uh, of um, attitude shifts. That have to uh, take place Um, If you're going into something negatively And and instead of being positive And knowing that There's some possibilities For some positive interaction Then yeah you've already defeated yourself Um, So I really like the idea That she's keeping it positive And that she's trying to reach out To people's higher nature right But also um, what she said About uh, trusting your instincts And your radar That's absolutely what it takes nowadays. Um, I think people are ignoring their um, instincts about what is right. But also in the very beginning, before you even get out there in the street and and call yourself dating or courting or whatever you're doing, you need to be clear about what you're looking for. And so um, similarly, we do have a blog that talks about uh, those types of decision-making Uh, skills that are needed um, to have positive relationships because if you don't know what you're looking for, how can you ever be satisfied with someone else? Um, So I really like the uh, the theme of her book and where it's going. Good. Well,
4: to that point, Cheryl, I'll say I'll add that oftentimes I find that people even don't even understand how negative they are and how that brings about negative manifestations in their life. For example, like what you said, people need to know what they're looking for. And it's so interesting because most people can't tell you exactly what they're looking for, but they they can can. tell you everything they don't want.
5: And when you start
4: listing the things that you don't want, usually those are the things that start coming towards you.
7: Well, because that's what you're focused on, you know So what we're focusing on is what we bring to ourselves Because it's, it's just putting that energy out And, again, turning that thing around and saying, okay, I'm looking for a male or female who's positive and has a full-time job and has an X amount of education that, you know, is able to love me wholly, fully, um, and those types of things. If you start um, articulating that and can have that as a reasonable list. Now, you know, when your list starts to become um, I need a Jay-Z type of guy who's making X amount of money and driving this amount of car, then you need – that's okay. But you have to then look at yourself, are you the Beyonce? You know, are you bringing something to the table that is worthy of the status that you're trying to get to? So, you know, we have to be careful about um, how realistic our goals are and and who we're trying to attract.
5: Right. You know, I think maybe – Chili needs to come talk to you, Cheryl, because she's having a hard, <laughs> she's having a big problem on her show.
6: <laughs>
7: well, yeah. you know, if, if we're talking about um, sinker Chili, yeah yeah, 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 um, i I'm, that's her thing, and I will never, ever, ever knock somebody else's hustle.
5: Right, right, yeah. She's after <laughs> what Chili wants. Well, Cheryl, I know you got a, a busy day today, and we want to thank you for coming on the show. So.
7: And I really, really appreciate it. And I encourage everyone to visit uh, catchsocial.com, uh, sign up for a free account, and we'll make that a free 30-day account for
5: you. That'll be wonderful, Cheryl. Once again, uh, you're you're awesome. I'm, I'm thank want to thank you for coming on the show. Cause... Oh,
7: and and let me give you the details of the um, event in Chicago. Oh, it's yeah, over that... at the Little Black Pearl on May 21st. Um, we're having a wine tasting. It's uh, being sponsored in part by ZuriWine.com. Um, and so it's going to be fabulous. We'll have plenty of food, plenty of entertainment. Everyone will have a great time.
5: you will have some Chicago deep dish pizzas and some uh, some
7: hoagies? uh, uh is so much greater than that. But, yeah, that that's about the gist. Just think yummy.
5: Well, you originally got it from, right. Are you from L.A. or are you from Chicago? No, I'm originally from Chicago. I live okay. in Los Angeles. Okay, good, good. Well, okay. okay. Well, thank well, you thank again.
7: thank you very much, and I really appreciate the time. Good luck on your book, sister.
5: Thank you. i getting Start, contact with you, guys. want you guys to follow, follow Cheryl at at Catch Social on Twitter, at Catch Social. Yep.
7: And we're also on Facebook, uh, it's Catch Social. All
5: right. All righty, uh, thank
7: you, and have a great one, thank guys. All righty, Bye-bye.
5: Right, thanks a lot. Um, and Marlo, you're back on here. My man Brian just got on the line, and I think he, I think he, he, he would love this one. Brian, what do you think of a book called Suck a Dick Savior Marriage"? Brian? Okay, he's not there. Okay, anyway. Uh oh. So we Marlo. Scared him. <laughs> yeah, we scared him away. He, you know, he, he, he's our guy. He's down in Miami, and I, I don't know what he's talking. You know, our big thing was. I, I, I put it out there that you were, that you were coming on here, and, and I put the put the name of the book, and I had a couple of people think that you might have been a man from Atlanta. So yes,
4: I get that a lot. I get that actually that people think I'm a man. They're like, there's no way a female wrote this book. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. I'm a female. I was born that way, and <laughs> that's my story, and I'm sticking to it.
5: Yeah. So how long how long have you been uh, you've been writing books? Is that your first book that you wrote?
4: This is actually my third book that I wrote. Um I've been writing published books for the last since oh five, I think the first one came out. Um and I've been writing forever though, since I was in um college, proofreading, copy editing, all of that good stuff. So articles for I was actually a furniture major, a home furnishings and marketing major in college and so we have been writing for a really is? long time.
5: Um, you
4: go to college. High Point University in High Point, North Carolina. I'm originally from LA, though. I'm from Carson.
5: Okay, nine seven two. Is that uh? Is that North Carolina? Dallas.
4: No, that's Dallas.
5: You're in Dallas right now, or you're in North Carolina?
4: Yes. No, I'm in Dallas now.
5: Oh, okay. You're just all over the place.
4: I am. I am. I'm looking to move up to New York. Uh, Not too long, so we'll see what happens.
5: Yeah, good. So um, so just to. Just talk a little bit about the uh about your college life. Did you did you pledge anything?
4: I did not. I was a me by me. My roommate and I were, you know, just best of friends and I just I didn't have time for all of that. I had really bad experiences in college. Um I had to take Pardon the me. some I had to take some folks to the, the um What's it called? The the, the police station, basically, because they threatened me over some craziness that had nothing to do with me. So, no, I stayed out of all that. I just stayed oh, uh, the basketball players.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a five better sigma man, so I, I, I always ask that question.
4: You must have gone to school up
5: north. I went to I went to Sacramento State out here in the Bay in California.
4: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Most of the five Beta sigmas I know are from like Jersey, Philly.
5: Right, you know we kind of we kind of run run the country. We love it,
4: mm-hmm.
5: and I'll say that proud. Oh, me, he's a me five me too. He's a he's a he's forty bodyguard. He just knocks anybody out who gets in his way.
4: Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, I'm cool with everybody. You know, I know everybody. I knew everybody. I was cool with that. But when it came down to some of the stuff that they were trying to do, no. I
5: couldn't know. We're going to have some issues. All right. Brian, are you, Brian,
8: are
5: you, years are you on the line? That... Okay. Brian's on the line. Okay. Marlo, we're going to get right back to you. I want you to stay on the line. We're going to talk more about your book. Everybody get her book on SoulKitchenRadio.com. On the show page, there's a link right there. Take you straight to Amazon. Pick up her book. Right now, we're going to get into this new this uh, this new, this new song from an uh, artist called No. He's going to be on the show in a couple of weeks. He's from Bebo, Baltimore. Oh, we city boys. Right here on Soul Feature Radio. Check it out. Hey, you're talking. I mean, I'll see
6: you, boy. Ah.
1: Yeah. Ha. Yeah. It's the Baltimore banger, baby. Right. Bird Gang, baby. You drink down, huh? Know the name, know the difference. All the girls ha. will skirt this. Ha. ha. Come on, Yeah. yeah. Man, Ain't no chrome, blowing that blow, moving that code, Cayenne. Ball White coupe, be on the wheel doing it more time, too much flash, throwing up hundreds, set of them singles, ain't I? Supplying them boys, pushing them toys, like Chris Kringle, ain't I? Uh-huh. Money machine and heroin green greener spot, I'ma get that. Whatever your path be, made in a year, I can push that, put a risk that. Ballin' away, drippin' in ice, Baltimore, autumn aware of. Billionaire, invisible roofs, sky can't get much clearer. Running with stars, running from large running the world with a hammer. Uh-huh. Playing my cards, party with broads, showing my kids the man is. Whippin' the words, twirl around, bringing it back. Moving the beans, measuring that, then chat with a man was all over my head. You my city boys, they we jamming in the street. We bottle popping and we standing on the field. Your girl's fine, I think she
4: should run with me. Ain't are a city guy, I'm standin on my money. city girls, they we jamming on the street. We buying bottles and we standing on the field.
1: Your man's fine, I think he should run with me. My name them that can't get no colder. Louie and pride of main, you in the mall, we hit it sober. Battles and love, all of my thugs, all of my is crazy. Bringing them out, cruising about and drinking it all look easy. Time the all of my cars light like the funeral line. It's never been seen, making it hard enough for you to define. Look at the camera, we in the paint, doing it Oscar, ain't I? Corona in hand, cracking a lobster, doing it mobster, ain't I? We in the drop, we in the Porsche, we in the lamb, we in Atlanta. We we in Miami, we in the sand, staring up South East, ain't we? We in the cabins, we in the mountain slopes, smoking, ain't we? We overseas, spinning the cheese, drinking and toasting, ain't we? We get it done, running the streets, making a hundred a week. I am a boss, so you ain't the same, what you wanted I keep We're them boony boys dressing in black and running the block uh-huh. You are them pussy boys talking to change, running a lot We city boys and we jamming in the street We we them poppin' and we standin' on the street uh-huh. Girl, mine, I-
5: We're back. That was Noe. No, we city boys. We're back here. Omaze.
2: Where's that dude? Where's that dude from? Who's that rapping?
5: Uh, his name is Noe. No, he's from uh, he's N-O-E. from Baltimore.
2: Okay,
6: that was pretty good right there.
5: Yeah, he's uh, he's coming back, he's coming on the show in a couple of weeks. I've been talking to him back and forth with Twitter, so we're gonna get him. He's representing the BMO, the uh, the home of the wire, and all that stuff, you know. So. I like that song, and we got we got some more new Baltimore. music. Baltimore, man, okay. Baltimore. But anyway, we still got Marlo Wright. She's still on the phone talking about her her new book, Suck a Dick Save a Marriage," and it's on like Amazon.com. Uh, uh, I like
2: to go into that title. What's the break down the title for me? How'd you come up with that?
4: Well, um, the title actually came out of a conversation with a pastor friend of mine. Uh, we used to get together every quarter or so, and he had recently gotten married, and I was asking him how the marriage was going, and he was like, oh, the the typical nagging and being negative has kicked in, and I was like, oh, no. Well, at least tell me you're still having sex. And he was like, no. You know, she was having some issues, but the doctor cleared her, but she still wouldn't give it up. And I said, well, damn, at least tell me she's sucking your dick. And he was like, no. And so I was like, (laughs) <laughs> I was like, if more women would just shut the hell up and suck some damn dick, more marriages would be saved. And I went on yep. about a 20-minute rampage of just being on my soapbox of, you know, how women <laughs> really need to be more cognitive. <laughs> thank you. And pull back, fall back on men, because men are so simple: sex, recreational activities, peaceful atmosphere at home, and food, and they're about guns. Like, they're good. And so we as women, we already use twice as many words as you all use in any given day. And so we need to know when to approach a man, um, how to have communication healthily, both in sex and just in the relationship. We need to know when to fall back. when to, You know, I, I'm just an old-fashioned girl. I believe that the, when the Bible said that God made man the head of the house and woman to help me, that that's what he meant. And so we as women need to stop trying to usurp man's authority and fall back.
2: I love and it. Some dick.
4: Right. Yeah. Well, it's a double entendre. It's about putting something positive in your mouth. And, of course, for a man, you know, like praise and encouragement, but for a man, you know, that's the most Cause I was encouraging gonna, I knew, for um,
2: me. Because I see, you know, I'm feeding off of your book, and I'm going to write a book called uh, Eat Pussy, Get a Job.
4: <laughs>
6: well,
4: I have the title. I've been waiting for a dude to write it. I don't know nothing about it. Now I can write something. dictionary. You know, like it's called Make Her Split so she won't quit.
5: Oh, I just shoot. haven't found a dude. Yeah. Brian, Brian. have If he's gonna call in, he gotta he gotta do it. gotta be right about it. Okay, man. <laughs> <laughs>
6: stupid.
5: Go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna holler at Brian. Talk to her more about this book right now, Mika. I'm gonna holler at Brian for a second. So, Hello, so you um, came up. I, I, how you doing? What did you say? You about? Yeah. The, huh? No, I'm listening. Go. Oh, so he came up
2: with the concept. And you talked to mm-hmm. the pastor, and and, and 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 he he vouched for the he vouched for the title. He said this is the title that you should roll with. Um, actually,
4: he was. You know, I mean, I've had, I think, two men. Tell me that they didn't like the title. Out of all the press I've been doing, out of everything, you know. So, what man is not going to like the title? Gay or, or straight?
8: I
2: mean, <laughs> I, I think I, I think I really do think it. Uh, I think the title pokes out. Like I think it's, it's, it's straight to the point. You know, I'm a recording artist, so I got a song. I got a song called "Make It Plain" that's going to be on my new album, and, and I think that I think that that's what females sometimes like. They like. They like cats that you know, they're like men who keep who make it plain and just, you know, instead of beating her you know, because you can save a lot of money making it plain. You you know, uh, you know, you might go on a hundred dates before you find that she don't want to have sex with you, so you could have saved a lot of money and just be like, Man, I'm trying to get out, what's happening? You know what I mean? So it's like Absolutely. I like the way I like the way your uh your book is just straight to the straight to the point. Like, you know, nine times nine times out of ten, like I mean I can't say nine times out of ten, but you know, uh, a lot of women they fall back when they get when they get when they get married, you know, from the way that they were, like they might have been ferocious in the beginning and then once they got comfortable then they and they you know, they, they dropped that, that guard and they just said, Fuck it, you know what I'm saying? So it's like and then the man's he's he's he hollered, he's seeing his partners and they like, Man, this chick, man, she she swallowed and woo woo whoop and he like, man, like that and you know, he starts getting nostalgia and then he try to He's trying to implement that with his broad, and she and she like, oh nah, I don't, mm-mm, oh nah. And then you like, he like, oh see. And then after a while, you get used to it, and then you know, because men need that, you know, we we need that them endorphins to be, you know, to make us that, that that shit that make us start shaking, you know. We need to, that that's what keep our heart pumping and and all that. So, you know, I think you know, that being said, with the title of your book, it's like. You know, the female is, is just as responsible for keeping up the, the male endorphins as as we are. We keep, you know, keeping a female uh, clitoris uh, popping. All
5: right, and I think absolutely. So, I got a question for you, Marlo. What kind of hateration are you getting from <laughs> from feminists? Because I know it's got to be crazy. You probably getting hated it's on not really
4: feminists. But it's not really feminist. It's from the overly religious, the overzealous, the ones who can't point out to me chapter and verse in the Bible where God said that oral sex was bad. I'm still waiting on it. Right, so in the right. meantime, they can go take a seat. And really, y'all the ones that need to drop to your knees. And so, <laughs> and I got a pillow for them. It's called the Get Your Knees Dirty Pillow. We're in production of it. So, you know, um, those are really the hands to 5%. we are going
5: to sell that, too, on our on our site.
4: <laughs> yes, it's like 2 to 5% of people that I've run into, um, typically the women, like I say, I finally picked up my first two haters. Ironically, they were in Atlanta. Things that make you go, ooh. Hmm. Right. You know, we, had,
5: we had Elite Noel on the phone last week, and and we had some dude call in from from Atlanta, talking all this crazy shit, you know. But and we, and we talk a little bit about them. We got a phone call on the line. Let's see who this is. Nine five four. Who is this? You're on line with Soul Kids Radio. Nine five four. Hello. Hi, if hi this is Brian. I'm, I'm on
9: the other line. That's, all. that's My
5: friend's phone. Oh, that's you, Brian. Okay.
9: Yeah, because my phone's
5: phone. Okay. Okay. You want which one do you want to use? Okay. Thank you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're online now, okay? You're online, Brian. Did, are you listening to the to, to the name of this book, Brian? Did you hear? Her? Uh, yeah, I, I've I've heard of, I've
6: heard of briefly about it. Yeah, I'm still kind of
5: listening. What about that? What about the you- uh, the title, "Suck a Dick, Saver Marriage"? <laughs> That's what <laughs> I say it's with it's-
9: enthusiasm. <laughs> that is an dick. Interesting, that
6: is an interesting, I can't I can't say I can't say where uh, I'm not gonna say dirty stuff because uh, I'm in a car, but uh that is a very,
9: very interesting title. That's I don't think that's necessarily uh true all the time. But it could be, you know. I definitely think um somebody who is good at diet, uh hop, possibly
6: good. <laughs> Maybe that's why people uh the other way. You
5: know, I I, um, I I don't know what to say. Hey, <laughs>
6: hey.
5: go ahead, Omi. I
6: like I like how she
2: said. I, I like how the title says "suck a dick" and not "some dick." Like nah, she, nah. she keeps it, she keeps it singularly, just you know, to 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 the one that you're affectionate to. Right? Just go yeah, out absolutely. there and handle it.
5: You know that was <laughs> great because that brings to me to to when I was when I was going through my marriage screening, my marriage counseling before we got married. And 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 uh and the and the pastor, elder elder Clark, or the pastor that I married, he said, be be uh be be uh what you gonna call it to your own husband, not not everybody else's husband, but be be there with your own husband. So suck your own husband's dick and save that marriage. Don't suck another dick and ruin that marriage because that can happen too.
6: Or, or try to get, or try
2: to get practice, try to get practice somewhere else, because I don't want to be, I don't want, I don't want him to think I'm bad, and then he's gonna to want to leave me. So I had to get practice somewhere else first.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's
5: when women crazy. You on the line?
6: Yeah,
5: what's that? So, are you learn, are you learning something? Are
2: you learning something, young bucks oh, To this? It's crazy because I just like.
6: I call it in, and, you know, I just started hearing all this. I'm like, what are they talking about? <laughs> 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 then, then I well, then the book is so much book.
4: more... Than than just that, you know. The book is so much more talks, It breaks down love. It breaks down the myths that we've been, the lies that we've been living in and accepting what love really is as opposed to the truth of what love is. Um, It breaks down, like um, someone said earlier, about how women just kind of let it go after the marriage. And I'm like, why? You're never, you should never feel that comfortable to not look your best. Because when you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, you do good. And so whether you're feeling or looking good for yourself or for your mate, you should never stop. Like, you should never turn into pump girl. Um, and then I also talk about healthy sex and healthy communication and sex. And so, you know, the book isn't just about sucking dick to say the marriage. matter of fact, I really don't even go into this book. I'm working on the next book, Sex, the Addendum, which will go more in detail on tips for dick sucking and all that. But this particular book oh, is really shit. foundational for healthy relationships and
5: healthy sex lives. Can I
9: ask you a
5: of course you can. Go
9: ahead. Um, you said that your book touches on, you know, what love is and that. Um, can I, I like, you know, you ask a lot of people, you know, what is really love, and they don't really have an answer, you know. You know you know what love is when you're in it, but, you know, they they can't really word it. Like, could you, uh, could you break down to me what your perception of love is?
4: Yeah, yes. That's my, actually, that's my favorite chapter in my book. Um, and I just come straight from the Word of God because that's all I know to be the litmus test of what love truly is, which it talks about in 1 Corinthians 13, it's patient, is kind, it's not jealous or or envious, it's not rude or self-seeking, it always rejoices in the right, it doesn't dwell on the wrong, um, and it causes all things. So just from that, like, I've been able, like, in my marriage, I was able to look at what was going on and say, okay, this is not indicative of what the Bible is saying that love is supposed to be. He's being rude to me. I was the butt end of every joke for him out in public and in, you know, I'll never forget one of his birthdays where he would, um, I was on my cycle, and he announced to everybody, well, you might as well stay because I'm not getting any. She's on her cycle tonight. Like, really? You know, <laughs> oh, shit. or sure. Right, or he was very jealous. I I couldn't go hardly anywhere. He was a fireman. He is a fireman, and, he, you know, I couldn't go anywhere. So there were all of these telltale signs that love was not really imminent, there. it was not really the mainstay there. So um, people really need to understand that love is not an emotion. It's not all about the butterflies. It's more logical than it is emotional because if it stays emotional and – when
5: the, the the emotions wear off because life hits, then what? Yeah, I tell you what, because cause me and my wife, we we have a great relationship. I mean, we're we're like, we're we're out of that that puppy love shit. We're just like, we're here for each other. We're here for the kids. We love each other. We 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 take care of our business when we have to take care of our business. But and nothing comes in between. In between, we do everything together. You know, and and I think we have a very healthy we have a very healthy uh, bedroom life and we have a very healthy out-of-the-bedroom life. You know, so, you know. I,
4: I, if you don't, can you mind if I read this paragraph from it? Yeah, go ahead. It says, uh, this is talking about Love Junkie, and it says, People love love. They love the fresh smell, the emotional adrenaline rush, and the warm and fuzzy feeling that comes with love. They are in love with the emotions that come with being in love, not the substance of what love is or what it stands for. The policy is just like the new card smell; It eventually fades, as does the emotional high with love. Reality comes in the trials and tribulations that every relationship will endure, and true colors are revealed. The feeling of being in love fades and as reality all the way our life savings is unemployment. It dissipates like the steam from a cup of hot fresh coffee when work is stressing you out. It melts like a kiss in your hand when communication is ineffective. It disappears like a leaf in the wind when you feel like the only one trying. The feeling or emotional state of being in love will not always weather storms that come, but the true essence of what love is will conquer all things. Mm-hmm. Is Camacho
5: cooking a meal? Yeah, no, no, I'm right here, I'm right here. I'm- <laughs> are you cooking are you making are you making top ramen?
2: Man, just,
5: kitchen,
2: that- man. You know I gotta you know I gotta chop, do what I gotta do. Chopping some hot dog- are you chopping hot dogs in your in your
5: top ramen? Man, I think I'm making love to myself. Tomorrow, write the book. <laughs> hey, I'm
2: thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like, like Christmas, Christmas morning, Christmas morning. Everybody, everybody juiced, and uh, you know, a, a lot of females are uh, ripping the page of this brand new book, and they see that title, and they,
6: and they, they, they
2: and, and then looking at their spouse, and he's looking at them like, and she's like, Are you trying
6: to tell me
5: something?
2: And he's like,
9: uh, I could see that.
5: <laughs> I, I, you book might want to read this. I could see that book <laughs> coming out at a, uh, in a, in a, uh, as a wedding gift. That's a perfect wedding
4: Absolutely. gift. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and you know, I have my own wine, so that's a perfect offer. You know, you give the wine, you give the book.
5: Yeah, that. That's what a fine. Do you what? give? Are there any illustration,
2: picture, uh, picture illustrations? Guess,
6: in it? I guess there are example. pictures of
4: myself. There are pictures of myself in the book, and those are um, just kind of—it's you know, kind of a how-to because it's a reflection type of a book. How I have to. a lot of questions at the end of each chapter, so again, this book is not going to give all uh, the sexual. Um, pictures and all of that stuff that a lot of people want because it's first things first. And the first thing we have to understand is what a healthy relationship and a foundation is built off of. Uh-huh. Everybody wants to jump into sex. Everybody thinks they're doing something uh-huh. in sex. That's why I'm about to put this sex book out because some of y'all just ain't doing <laughs> it right. Because <And laughs> well, I like to just to go to the back of the book. Right, but as important (laughs) as sex is to the relationship, it's not the most important thing to the relationship. And so you have to understand that laying a good foundation, knowledge and understanding on healthy communication, knowledge and understanding on what love is, knowledge and understanding of it's not about you, you're not the only person in the relationship, those things are what's going to sustain a relationship, so that when you do have sex it is all the more pleasurable, it's all the more exciting, mm-hmm. it's all the more um just wonderful for everybody involved.
6: <laughs> uh, can I
1: can
9: I ask you another question? Sure. Yeah, do you do you, believe it, do you believe it's possible for an insecure chick to be in a good healthy relationship?
4: Or I'm sorry.
9: What was that did? Do you believe it's Do you believe it's possible for an insecure female to be in a a good, healthy relationship? An
4: insecure female can't even have a healthy relationship with herself, let alone with another Mm -hmm. person.
9: That's true.
4: I had a guy approach me not too long ago, and he's six feet tall, and he was like, oh, well, um, I said, well, I wear six-inch heels. I'm five nine as it is. And so he was like, Well, you can't wear three inch chills. Ooh, that's red flag. You thank you for applying. But of course, because of what I do, I go on with the conversation so I have more to blog about. But it was like you could hear the pouring out of insecurity. Then he was like, Well, you know, wow, you do all that? It sounds like you need to be with a baller or somebody. Okay, that's red flag number two. You know, so the that's and guess what? Out of those insecurities will lead to an abusive relationship. And one thing we do not credit enough, well, not that we really want to give credit, but one thing that we're not aware of enough is that women, I believe, are more abusive towards men than men are towards women. Because the verbal oh, sorry, abuse that some women put men through, how we cut them to the bone, that was my issue. Cutting, I could cut you to the bone and you would just be left in shreds, but I ain't have to cut you out not one good time.
6: And so yeah, right, he, like, but the ladies can make it up by uh, giving us head, though, so i mean, it's
4: okay. Right, but it's still not healthy, and that's my that's point. Like, it's that's still not, not, perpetu- Turner. No, right. but it's not kidding, perpetuating I was positivity say, or health, you know? You're right. So and for I, a woman I, to cut her man out all the time, is not healthy or respectful.
6: Yeah, and I was going to add that thing that you said about sex and relationships. It's like... Sex and relationships, you don't want to, like, get married just for sex because it's like getting married just for sex is like buying a plane just for peanuts. You know, it's like you got to – there's so much more than just sex in the relationship. Right.
4: Like I tell people all the time, did come a dime a dozen. Like, you got to do something besides your 15 yeah, minutes
2: of fame to sustain a relationship. Right, but you a female – a female will uh, a female will put herself in an abusive relationship with a man be- because he has a, because he has a long uh, penis as opposed to getting uh, somebody who who is into physics that, you know and somebody that you know like a, a geeky nerdy type dude that eventually becomes CEO of a of a computer company that has millions of dollars. See, she the, the female always has a choice. But for some reason, some females would rather go for the sexual long dawn silver type dude as opposed to the dude that was gonna be CEO. So, you know, a lot of females, you know, they 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 pop that. But at the same time, you know, you know that's the same reason why they get they get they get beat up. Then they then they say, Go take him to jail. And, then, and, he, and, he, and he and he fucked the shit out of her. He fucked the shit out of her. And I love him so much. You Will know, we'll make me some tacos. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I was just saying it's like that psycho that like, you know, they get, but a female has a choice. She can go get the, the geeky nerdy dude that got money or she can get the dude that talk, that that's go that that's going to dick her down but he's going to beat her up. And, and if for some reason females like to choose to dude with the, with the long don than the other dude, what's up with that?
4: Well, and on the same token, you see a lot of guys that choose the bitch over the nice girl, the girl that's talking crazy, to yeah. you know, that's, you know, all of this and that. So, I mean, that plays a lot into the human psyche, and uh, it could be what they're used to growing up with. There's just a lot of variables that can play into why somebody chooses that. But as I've grown older, I'm 34, I'll be 35 in August. I don't care how long it is. I, like I say, it, after your 15 minutes, what else can you contribute to the relationship? <laughs> because realistically, as much as I enjoy having sex and could do it two, three times a day every day, that's not necessarily realistic list? unless it's on the weekends,
5: you know. Right. And so it's like after that, you've got to have more
4: do? to contribute. You, pick the
5: so one you one picked the one picked the geeky dude.
4: dude. Oh, yes, I'm taking a book out of the uh, New, York, uh, New York Women's Housewives Guide of – choosing men you ever see um i don't know you guys probably don't watch platinum weddings but you see platinum weddings on tv these barbie doll gorgeous women white women choosing these short balding jewish guys (laughs) they're not just choosing them for no reason you know what i'm saying like we've got to get over what looks pretty in a package and get down to deeper things of okay women's one of their first needs um You know, we need to be supported. We need to know that the house is taken care of. We need all those things. So laying a pipe is great, but if you can't pay no bills, if we can't even go half on bills, then we're going to have some issues.
5: Right. All right, everybody. Let's let's, let's hold hold it right there for a second. Let's hold it right there for a second. Let's uh, let's rewind it. We're talking about Marlo Wright's book, Suck a Dick, Saver Marriage, available right now on SoulKitchenRadio.com. On the show page, click the link. Right there, take you to Amazon. You go, you can purchase the book online, or is it in Barnes and Nobles or anything else, Marlo?
4: Borders dot com. It was here, Borders in Dallas, but they, of course, you know, they've closed a lot of stores. So, but Borders dot com, and you can go to Amazon. I'm sold out on my website, um, New York. wiped me out, so I got to replenish.
5: Well, congratulations well, like on that. A lot of that. big in New York. A lot of big of in New York. In New York.
4: York. Yeah, go. New York. East Coast people I think guys guys
5: love <laughs> And it's all men buying it in Atlanta. Out Ladies and gentlemen, I'm <laughs> right now. What oh, Great love. Great love. love. What's
2: up? What, what's up, Wendy? What's happening, man? I'm in the building. Yeah. Great love know. in there, man. What's happening? Hey, wait. Hey, I, I, love to, uh, I love her book. I need to get that book.
5: It's right there. Available on SoulKitchenRadio.com. Go ahead and get it. Right next to your picture, right? it's Suck a Dick, Saving Marriage. Click it. And then you
2: go. <laughs> Hey, give it
5: to a woman you love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Marlo, Marlo, before you go, I just want to say thank you for being on the show. Do you have a, are you on Twitter or Facebook? How can how, how people am. get a-
4: yeah, you can get a hold of me to my, at my website www.itsmarlowright, www.it's W dot com. Also, Twitter is it's Marlo Wright. I-T-S-M-A-R-L-O-W-R-I-G-H-T, and Facebook Marlow Wright. I have a fan okay. and a, fan, a friend page, so.
5: Okay. Yeah. So Marlo, how how come you haven't you haven't followed me on Twitter? I haven't even been able to talk to you. You didn't get my Twitter. I not know
4: what. <laughs> I wear I always get on my phone Twitter
5: and so I don't know how to work all these technological things. <laughs> there you go. You got you got I'm the gas face for that one. You should be following me and O at Soul Kit Radio at Big Omizie. So Okay. Okay, so it it it's on there for you. And uh shout out to Bay Area Elite. She's out there listening. She's uh she's been been on it. I gotta say thank she you. Been tweeting,
2: she has been tweeting and everything. I've been seeing her tweets, man.
6: Appreciate that.
5: Man, thank you, Bay Area Lee. She's out there listening right now. So she's advertising. She's advertising Marlo. She's advertising. Suck a big saver marriage right now on uh, on Twitter for you.
4: I appreciate
5: it. All right. Well, once again, thank you, Marlo. You can hang out if you want. We got a lot more going on. We got a whole other hour. We got Ray Love. We got Layla Steinberg coming up. Um, we got we got a great show, so you can hang on, you can stay in if you want, or you could you can hang up and listen online or 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 follow the tweets, whatever you want to do. Thank you.
4: I'm gonna have to because I got an appointment to do too. So
5: thank you so much for having me on. Uh, okay, we'll see you later. Ray, love. We're getting to my baby What's door, up, right you know. What's up, man? What's up, man? Ray. Oh man, surviving
2: the surviving the game, man.
5: Yeah, I know you got a whole lot of stuff going on out there. Um okay. you know, o- o- is the uh is the co host right here and, what's
6: and up, what's uh, up? Hey man, as soon you? as I found out you as soon as I found out you was
2: coming on, I, I went on here and start Googling all the little videos I seen the last night, the endo smoke, the definition of a hustler, man. I, that shit brought me all the way back to the nineties on that one. What heard it, what heard it.
5: Yeah, <laughs> man. I,
2: yeah. I, 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 I,
5: and, you know, and me, and me, Ray, you know, I, I came at you on Twitter with uh, I was I I, I decided I'm going to go ahead and put some of my favorite times in the industry. And I got to say, when when you and Maul used to come up and I was your promoter up in SAC and and yeah, we would yeah. go, we would hit the QSR we would hit the, the FM 102. We would hit my little my little live. You remember my library radio station at SAC State? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, we would
2: do all call that stuff. Cold part about it. Call, call part about it. I'm a fun guy, man. I like to do fun shit, man. You know what I mean? I I, I mean, when you work hard, man, you you supposed to have
5: fun. Yeah, and I think that's what uh, that that's a big thing that that brought that that made you and Maul such such a tight crew between you two. I, every ever I would go, I would see you and Maul together, you know. And and you guys kind of like like yin and yang, just just go right along and. And everybody be like, oh, man, those dudes is just, you guys are like brothers.
2: Well, we are brothers. Right, right. You know what so. I mean? We are brothers. You know what I mean? That's, that's part of, like, you know, I, I consider all my street fans like my real fam. You know what I mean? In a lot of situations, they've been real it in. You know what I mean? People who share blood with me. So, so, yeah, Marl is my brother. Doc is my brother. Mac Gray is my brother. You know what you right.
5: Mean? I love it, man. I love it uh dejon. Yeah, yeah. so so Dejon once again we brought you dejon is my is my is my younger nephew he's he's coming up in the game he's with uh a cat named young Haiti and he does a lot of stuff and so you know I like Dejon to come on he's listening all the time also peter parker five one oh he's listening he's a he's a, a producer out of Fremont so Dejon, do you have anything you want to ask Ray love before we get into his to what he's going on what he got going on? Dejan, all right. So I did all oh that.
6: <laughs> <music>. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: what
5: would you
2: right. think about this,
5: this music, music thing? Let's say it again. Wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, I heard to echo. Yeah, say
2: it again. Say it again, Dejan. All right. I, on your perception, what do you what would you say is the
9: most rewarding part of the music industry?
2: Uh, Without a doubt, dealing directly with the people. You know what I mean. Like money come and go, cars come and go, your jewelry, all that, uh, uh, girls, or you know what I mean, whatever that that come and go. But your connection with the little niggas in the street, man. All not really, not even just black people, but people from all over the world. This music, it it took me to Europe. It took me, you know, it got me where I'm constantly talking to people from Africa, from from Asia, from, you know what I mean? It's like, man, that is the power of what we do, is connecting with the whole planet to where everybody into what it is that you trying to see what it is that you you doing. What's what's life like for you? You know what I mean? That, that's got to be it. Ain't and, and nothing even come close to a close second. I feel it. Yeah. So, 100. Uh, when, when you, uh,
9: when you when you go to places like Europe and you know Africa and you talk to people out there and you know you know they know you and everything like how does that feel?
2: Uh, it's it's, it's amazing. I'm a, I'm gonna be real with you. My my first uh, trip, my first time going to England, we was going out there to to teach the school really, and it was a school with kids from all over the world, uh, kids coming from like war torn countries. So we went out there, and my plan was I was in my school teacher mode, cause I do that sometimes. I got not talk to the class over there at Berkeley uh, um, a few times. I used to do it every year, so it was like kind of like right up my alley. But when I got out there, like in, in in England, they treat us way better than we even get treated here at home in the Bay Area. They brought the number one radio station in the whole country came to me. You know what I mean? Did an interview and was, like, really open to what it is that we was doing both on the community side as well as, you know what I mean, as far as the business. Whereas in the state, people was a little bit more preoccupied with what you do to earn rather than how you give back.
9: Yeah. So uh, how do you stay humble in the mix of all that?
2: Uh, your family, you know what I mean? you gotta you, you got to rock with your real family. And what that means is, see, when you come, and, and I think everybody who ever made any money coming out the ghetto, one thing you learn fast is that with new money comes new opportunities. You know what I mean? And, and if all your folks is broke, you might want to put yourself around people who got it like you. But to me, that's a mistake because the ones who broke with you, is the ones who really, really, really is personally vested in your individual success. You understand what I'm saying? When you say Ray Love, you're talking about 15 people that dedicated their life to making whatever I've done in my life up until this point happen. When you say Tupac, man, it's 20 people you ain't never heard of in your life that dedicated, that made it happen, that kept it happening, and keep it lit. Yeah. So I mean, for, speaking for, for of, me, that's what that's humbling to me, man. The fact that I I I, I can't do it by myself.
6: Hey uh, Rayla, speaking of uh, Tupac,
2: how, um, I think I seen you in like one documentary, but I know you came up with Tupac. How was that? How was he? As you know, saying coming up when when y'all was coming up. Uh man, really, just just a quick backdrop story. It's like I was homeless uh, when I met Pop. And his mother, his house was, like, full of addicts, just like my house. But I was, like, firmly running the streets at that time. And we connected. And we started, we really connected over some music shit. But we had um, similar backgrounds. It was, like, very uncomfortable for him to go home. It was very uncomfortable for me to go home. So we started spending more and more time in the streets. We actually got the streets together. You know what I mean? Like, the game came all at the same time. Uh, we had, like, some, some big homies that looked out for us. You know, niggas didn't really want us selling dope. They felt like we had too much uh, potential, too many things that, you know what I mean, where we could take it. And most of my big big homies was like, man, if I could rap, I'd be doing it. So y'all niggas do it. And, and that's kind of was the start of it. But Pac in the beginning, to me, was like, he was always my favorite rapper. He used to say I was his favorite rapper. And uh, we would spar and challenge each other. Like, uh, you know, people would ask me about, I'm the only person that ever wrote for Pop. But it was a mutual thing. He wrote for me. I wrote for him. It was the way studio sessions was done back in those days. We in Starlight Studio in Richmond. This is like late 80s, early 90s. This is pre-Tupacalypse now. This is uh, before I ever release. Uh, Who could be trusted, or get my money on, or any of that. And we in the studio, yeah, and we just record. What's up? Yeah, because even even now, even now, like when I like when I listen when I listen to how you know, saying to, to some of his patterns, y'all kind of y'all kind of got the same pattern, like the kind of same rhyme patterns. But that's probably when well, we y'all being, you know. Well, well what it was was we we really learned how to rap together. It's like we was already rapping before we knew each other, but it wasn't to that to that next level. It's like we needed, like they say, steel sharpens steel. You feel me? It's like right. man, it was that kind yeah. of situation. So, so I would write, he would write, and we would do 12-hour, sometimes 24-hour studio sessions. He would write until he couldn't write no more and be like, right, take this shit over. I'll finish the verse. I'll finish the song, whatever the fuck, and vice versa. But what happened was is he actually used... A lot of the shit for his first album, I really wrote, like, you know, bits and pieces of maybe four songs on Tupacalypse Now. But I only really get credit for one. It don't really make no difference. It was how we was doing it at the time. And it don't really matter because he put words in my mouth and I put words in his. So, I mean, it was just, it was like, it's the, it, 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 it takes a lot of trust to trust somebody to put words in your mouth. You know what I mean? It's it's gotta Tupac, be somebody you said Tupacalypse Now? Two apocalypse Now. Yeah, I wrote. I wrote was on them. about four songs on the record. Yeah, that was my. Yeah. Uh, that was one of my favorite albums. Which one? Which one did you write on? I like that I wrote soldier. Story, you know, the the soldier story. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, uh, I, you know, I like. I like that Brenda's got a baby and uh, the uh, part-time yeah. mother. You know, I like that whole album. Really, that whole album go to work. All those songs, all the songs you just named, were Tupac exclusively. The Brenda's got a baby, the the part-time mother, the all that shit was like his out of his own personal diary, if you will. Things that that he felt that at the time wasn't popular. You feel me? Rappers wasn't really rapping about shit like that then. Even I wasn't rapping about those particular topics at the time. What I wrote, I wrote uh, Trap. I wrote uh, on Rebel With My Shit Right There. That Trap is the shit. That Trap trap is is the the shit. Trap is one of my favorite jokes. Just because we play what the people want. That shit. And that's violent, but... I know really? I was violent, but I was that shit just popped in my head. But, the, but the, the, you know, they got me trapped in the prison of seclusion, yeah. happiness, living on the streets oh, oh, of okay. delusion. Even a smooth criminal when they must get caught. Shut up a shot, <laughs> damn, you know, and shot down. That's, that's, that's my even, shit right, right, that there. right there.
5: even when you spit that, it kind of, it sounds like, like something that you would hear out of Ray Love's mouth. That's what, what I was saying
2: when, when I was going back.
5: When I was going back to some, I was like, he got
2: the same ooh-ah. Good. Yeah, trap. Trap is a song I threw away. I actually, um, like I have a whole collection of Tupac written pieces, like the 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 book that they made, "Rose That Grew From the Concrete." All all of that stuff came out of my book. And Pac would leave hella little things to his folks. He would write poems and raps and stories and shit, and he'll write them in your rap book so that you would have them, and vice versa. Because we, at the time period, a lot of our folks was dying. And we had this, this mindset that, you know, life is not promised to you tomorrow, so we're going to do as much as we can do today. So we didn't know whichever one of us was going to die first. We made a pact that the other one would kick, would pick up the flag and run with the motherfucking ball, you know what I mean, and keep it going, keep what we believed in lit. And the irony of it is, is that when, when Pac died, we had just got back, like, really talking again. There was a, a large span of time where, you know, this game is an ambitious and why, game. And why was you that? Know? Why was that? Why was that? I'm, I'm, I'm going to ta- tell you, what it is is that this game is a very, very ambitious game. And I think it was even more competitive then because there was less motherfuckers that was making it. And and we ran into a situation where my, uh, my grandmother blessed me. I'm still in high school. Pac's still in high school. Uh, Digital Underground just blew up. Did they platinum thing? You feel me? And they killing them. They had enough to like take niggas on the road and give give little bits of money here and there to help help us out. And uh, we had a deal with uh, TNT, the same label that Digital was on. And the reason why we signed with TNT was because Adrian Gregory had been the role manager for for uh, NWA. We thought, you know, by fucking with him, we would be able to get a deal. You know, possibly with ruthless type of shit, but we ended up on TNT, and we ended up it ended up being like a, almost like a sucker's deal because we only signed for five thousand dollars a piece. You feel me? And I mean, at the time, like I said, I'm still in high school. You know what I mean? And signed for five thousand and put out a record. That shit was good to me.
0: In the nineties, yeah, the
2: that's run, awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. like nineteen eighty nine. This is like eighty nine, right. and and uh I, um. You know, it got to the point where we couldn't take care of ourselves. So the, the streets became even more attractive. The drug dealing at that time, it wasn't pimping to anything yet, but it was big drug dealing going on and, and, uh, that we started leaning more towards that. So what happened was, is Pop had an opportunity to go on the road and, and, um, and basically carry luggage for digital. Right. The option of, of potentially being a backup dancer, which was a big deal. You got to understand, they just did Arsenio Hall and had Pac on there doing the Humpty Dance with him. Now, niggas might, a lot of niggas I heard, you know, oh, man, Pac wasn't no, really no real nigga. He wasn't no street nigga. He Humpty Dance. My nigga, we had no home. We had no food. And if a motherfucker finna pay you $1,000 a week, nigga, to humpy dance,
6: you out you there. The <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, you, sure. you know what I <laughs> mean? Hey, my, hey, I'm gonna tell you the truth, nigga. My hoodest niggas was
5: like, nigga, <laughs> 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 I humpy dance, nigga. Nigga, I wanna yeah. go to Japan. You know what I mean? Know, everybody, who remember, cool. everybody who remember that, uh, that summer jam, what well, 1990, was 1992 or 94 or whatever, you know, pop was up yeah, there humpy dancing with Money be. And we talked about that with yeah, Money yeah. Bee on the phone.
2: Yeah, yeah. See, here's the only difference, though. What the difference is, motherfuckers don't realize, is that when we got finished hunky dancing, when we got finished doing, uh, we was, we did the videos with shocking. and, you know, we got to hang out, we was going the fuck back to the ghetto. We was going back to nothing. Right. You know, I mean? you know what I mean? So that gave you, that's what the incentive was, and what happened was, is his mother, you know what I mean, decided to go into rehab. She moved out the project. He had nowhere to go. You feel me? And he had an opportunity to go. And that was like we had a lot of adults in the situation. Mind you, we 17 to 18 years old. And what happened was they broke up the group who had made it where they managed both of us, where they where we still was signed by everybody, but it was a dividing constant type of situation. But the, right. even after even after we separated, they still worked on uh, I still, I still worked on Tropical Lockdown. I still like work, work, I was always a part of the, the show. show. And another and thing people don't realize, realize it, is when I came I out with, with. Uh, damn,
5: I hear an echo. Was that an echo? No, yeah, it would be, be doing that oh, sometimes. It'll be doing that sometimes because
2: we on okay. one. Okay. Okay. When I signed with Mac Dre and them and put out my first record, I was leaving away from my family. To get down with Dre's family because Dre was like the first nigga from the 707 that ever made a name for me. When I was in high school, back Dre came out with his perspective. So so I kind of wanted to do something independent so I would have my freedom. But but all the Tupac's group, before it was Thug Life, it was Underground Railroad. That's always been my family and my organization. My sister is the only girl that was ever ever in life. The the, the, the man-man who uh, rode with time all the way to death row. You know what I mean? These are the people that I came into the game
5: with and the people I still get down with. What is that? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead.
2: Yeah, so uh, make a long story short, it was like I was always a part of what Pop was doing, and vice versa. We just didn't record together. It's just like me and Mac Mall. You know, we fast friends. We always together. We always talking each other on the phone. So we probably only recorded three songs in the last three years.
5: Right, right. But it don't matter because you guys doing your own things. You know, we rock together. (laughs) We rock together all the time. So it it, it doesn't matter. You know, do you so, think that? Do, you so hate, do. do Ray? Ray, this is what we're gonna do. Go ahead and, uh, and because we know you got a whole lot of stuff going on besides besides and We could probably go into your history for the next three hours, but let's get into what, what you it? got. Let, let's get into what you got going on right now. But I'm gonna I'm gonna flash us back because we going back into history. I'm gonna play that, get my money on. I'm I'm flashing us back to to uh some to to to, to the Ray Love that 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 hit the radio and and took you. Just like, just like everywhere, this, this one, this one song was like the hit shit during the time.
2: 100. 100.
5: So we are gonna hit that right this, now. Go ahead and, and yeah, hit Layla. Tell that, get go, my money out. Hit Layla. Tell her to give her get in, get on the line, and uh, we'll be right back. at Soul Kitchen Radio.
2: Hey yo, hey yo, what's good? It's your boy Big Ol' Measy, TGC, the great communicator. Sick with the lieutenant, sick with the deputy, the whole thing, man. And you tuned in to Soul Kitchen Radio. Yeah,
1: yeah. F-f- <laughs>
5: I get listening to that song.
2: Man, I'm man, telling you, I'm still trying
5: to get my money on, man. Man, I, I, I got to say, that 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 inspires. And you're talking about Kyrie, talking about the Bay Area, you know, and, and everything you just went through that we just talked about, you brought it together in that one song. You know, I got Peter Parker going, fuck yeah, that song is on. Everybody loves that shit. I mean, the feeling is fly, just... Fly. That's that's classic. And hold on, let let's do this real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, I have to introduce you to one of the one of the best people I know, one of the the, the greatest people that ever blessed me in my life, Miss Layla Steinberg. What's
8: up,
2: Layla?
5: Layla. You are so funny. Hi. <laughs> but you know I'm not lying, Lisa. I mean, you gave me my first start. You, you, Rob. And, um, um, our history goes back so far. You know, Rob and, and, Noni's back. Rob, up, man, what's up yeah. with Noni's man? Rob Noni's out there in Florida doing his thing, man. I, and you know the history from from back then in the '90s with with Layla on one side, Rob Noni's on the other. You know, and, and our whole little team. Hooking up at in Kyrie's house at the studio and all that stuff. Oh my God. It flashes it flashes me back so much to the good days. Oh my God, that's,
8: that's like tough. twenty years ago, right? <laughs> hey, you
0: don't Damn come there. <laughs> oh my god,
8: it really is. That's crazy. Hey, I'm glad you are
5: in now. <laughs> <laughs> hey Layla, I'm so glad that you got a chance to call in that uh that you hooked you hooked up with with Ray today. to to give us a call because we know you guys got some big things going on with this, uh, Deshaun Jackson, uh, foundation that you put together. Yeah. I mean,
8: it's awesome. I love, I was just going to say, I love what Deshaun is doing. He is really rare when you think about young talent that, you know, is at the level that he's at. The way I connected with him was that I've had my nonprofit, really that started in the Bay with you guys, but I've been in L.A. now for about 11 years, and I do a lot of work in the schools, the halls, the prisons, same thing I've always done. But Deshaun, um, on his off-season, really wanted to make a difference to young people, and I actually teach at the school he went to in high school so he contacted me and said can we start you know doing some assemblies to address the bullying and the violence that's going on i want to make a difference so we started the very first school we did was um going back to his school and then we decided to start building out a national campaign where he could really be a spokesperson and make a difference and then on top of that he started an entertainment company jackpot which is you know my history so we felt like we could really come together and do his entertainment company his um his movement with his foundation. he also has a pancreatic cancer foundation. He lost his father to pancreatic cancer and um this coming weekend is the gala in philly it's um two hundred fifty dollars a person. Anybody want to donate they could do that. He has a whole you know movement to end cancer and then make a difference to the youth so i'm on the youth end and the the entertainment company end. I called Ray. Said, Ray, he's doing a football camp in the Bay, why don't we extend the work we've been doing in LA? Can you help us? And here we are all on the phone together.
5: Yeah, that's wonderful. Oh boy. And yeah, when, when is that football camp? When when uh and how do how do people get a hold of it? Is there a website they can sign up?
8: Yeah, actually well, Oh, Ray can tell you, but I was going to tell you their website and sign up also. What were you going to say, Ray? Go
2: ahead. Go ahead, Layla, tell them.
8: You can go to the Sports Rhythm website, and they can sign up. But I'm sure that if um, there's an issue where someone doesn't have the whole amount or needs some help, there's some scholarships available, there's some funding that they'll work with. Deshaun doesn't want to turn anyone away. He really, um, even though he's from L.A., just like me, just got a little, um, our start's in the Bay Area. You know, he went to Cal, that's where he got signed out of. I came from LA and really, you know, touched down in the Bay Area changed my life. So it's like we're both coming back there together.
5: Right, right. That's Leila, what was that what was that uh what was that, that C D that we worked on? Like the cement block. What was you remember that?
8: What was
5: what, what? Remember the remember the C D that we worked we worked on a long time ago? It was uh what was that cement block or, or wall or something? I, I forgot what it was called. It was you did so much stuff for everybody out here, it was just crazy. And just talking to you I just start flashing back into into all the different different projects that we had.
8: Oh my god,
5: there were so many. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, wow. yeah, I, I, I don't either, but anyway. So so Ray, let's talk about uh about what you're doing. Um Tell us more about this the football camp,
6: okay,
2: well, basically, my hand in it is that uh Layla and I have been doing alternative intervention models, although this is like this is the newest name for it. We've been doing this for a while, man uh, we really kind of started in Layla living room with her pocket and myself, and we wanted to not just have a have a voice but to also give a voice so when Layla called me about bringing it to the Bay Area, because we didn't have an established program here, we've been playing a lot of catch-up. We already had the dates that we wanted. We wanted to uh, set up some school assemblies to promote it and market it to the kids who need it the most. So we, we uh, scheduled the date. He'll be here the 19th and 20th. Um, we will be trying to fit in other schools, but as of right now we're doing a school in Oakland um, Oh, man, the name is slipping me right now. That's terrible. I'm going to post it, and I'm going to give it to you, too, to post, you okay. know, so the kids know, like, with schools. But also we'll be, uh, we'll be the press will be involved. We're going to be uh, doing a United uh, High School picnic for Oakland. Deshaun's going to be keynote speaking, you know what I mean? I might even rock a little bit or whatever. But really we try to bridge that gap and bring Bay Area kids into these opportunities that have come to us, just turn around and offer to them. So I'm like the director of operations out here for the Bay Area chapter of AIM, and for all my rap folks, all my ball-playing folks that, you know what I mean, or just anybody in general from the Bay Area that want to donate their time to this program, this is not my program. This is the kids' program, you know what I mean? So uh, we're looking for all the help and support we can get, and we'll bring our program to your high school, you know what I mean? Bring some bring some rappers, bring some ball players, but with the type of people that we work with, is artists and and athletes who have transformational biographies for the most part ones who came from nothing and built something you know what I mean and that's what we trying to give back to the kids
5: and I I could tell you that uh that you give me a you give me a, a time date and whatever I'll be out there I can help you guys coach and 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 be a, a speaker a host or whatever you, whatever you need man cuz Soul Kitchen Radio me personally Rick Camacho I love that stuff because you know, I've coached I've coached for years and, and anything that, that you guys got going on for the community, I'm I'm down with.
8: Oh, well you need to plan to be there that day and um do some of the drills with us.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I will. We need yeah. you. I got I we need gotta say. Yeah. I can hear
8: you.
5: I said all I gotta do is get the date and I'll talk to Ray about that one and then we'll put it out on our show.
2: Ray but Jane isn't it the weekend of the thirteenth of June? Okay, the football camp, the actual camp, is uh, June tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. Is the camp, and then uh, what's up? That's why
8: I'm looking at you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then, the, uh, but but Deshaun's gonna be here early. We talking to kids, and we just gonna be uh, hanging out, trying to go to as many high schools as possible, junior highs. You know what I mean? During the dates of the 19th and 20th of this month. You know what I mean? Also, people will be able to, uh, you know, look up information uh, on the, any of the Clear Channel websites, 94.9 KMEL if you went into rock music, Live 105, you know what I mean? They're all going to be posted there as well because what we're looking for, this is the opportunity really for, for our kids who don't have a lot of opportunities. And I would be nowhere. There would not have never been a Tupac, a Mac Mall, or any of that if somebody didn't take the time, a little extra time out their life, you know what I mean, to kick it back to us.
5: That's right. And so could we, get, could, you think, could we get Deshaun to call in and, and talk about it next week? I'm sure we can. Yeah.
8: Yeah,
5: absolutely. Okay, good. All right. If he wasn't on an airplane now, I would be, um going to
8: get him on this
5: call. Yeah, that's fine. We could, we can set up another. we have messy Marv next week, so he that'll be good. He'll he could, that's
2: uh, hey, tell tell Marv, I'm gonna call in when he when he's on the show. That's that's my dude right there.
5: Yeah, he he's on next week, so that's good. Yeah, man. I you guys are doing so much. Oh, go ahead. I know you got something to say and I'm just
2: I'm just jumping on you. Uh, you know me. I, me I you know, I wanted to always, because I always see uh Layla and I always see Ray Love in um in the documentary. I seen really I seen a I think I've seen Layla in a couple of old uh uh Tupac um you know, saying uh in videos and whatnot as far as the biographies and whatnot and I just want like I always wanted to find out <clears throat> Like how he was, you know what I'm saying? How you know, just how all y'all was interacting with each other when when when, it, when y'all was coming up and I always I think Ray Love, you know, pretty much said it when uh basically uh you know, when he went on the road with digital and, and, and y'all kept it pushing and you just I was just trying to see the transformation, like the transition or when you when you said when you just start doing your thing and Pac and, and Pac was doing his thing and, and how everybody just started moving, how come it didn't how come it at some point in time it never came back? Or was it just moving so fast that it that it it wasn't able to, to be to be brought back? Cause I just feel like I'm a, you know, what I'm saying go ahead. Y'all, the way if the way you the way you y'all you know the way y'all thinking about giving back to the youth. If a lot of if a lot of rappers in the bay was thinking that same way, it would be a lot easier for our kids to focus on trying to you know go to school and and graduate and give back and 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 continue the cycle and actually break the cycle of what it is now. It's like, you know, it's like a, it's like damn near like a lose lose battle because you start losing so many kids. So it's like, you know, it's because, you know, they don't want to listen to nobody for shit. So it's like, y- if, if you had somebody of that stature still alive and was able to go back, you know, to the bay and, and give back, it would be, it would be so much big. So it's like, I'm just, I'm asking the questions from y'all, like, you know, why come y'all, why do you think it wasn't able to be pulled back together?
8: Whoa, well, that, I'm going to answer
2: Go ahead. No, I'll talk to you. <laughs> okay, look, it, here's here's what what you got to understand, and I, I this will be easy for everybody to understand. You know, you're a man, right? And even if you're my man, you're still a man. You got your own hopes, your own dreams, your own passions. You understand what I'm saying? Pac was doing his thing, but it was like at the same time, I was doing my thing. Like, my the, the situation I had with Strictly Business Records with Mac Dre was, like, ideal for what I wanted at the time. Yeah, it came with a little bit of money, but it wasn't really the money. It was the fact that I could do whatever I wanted to do. And at the same time, my brother is doing him. He's blowing up, you feel me, and he's going in one direction and I'm going in the other. And the funny thing about life is we went through a lot of the same trials. We both when uh got sent to to the penitentiary for some shit that we yeah got sent to the penitentiary for some shit that we didn't do but but we was just young and loose like that but so we we kind of was on a ping pong type of thing when he was in jail. I was like free and balling, and when when he was out and balling, I was like in jail and down and going through shit. It's like I don't know, maybe God, maybe God don't put all his eggs in one basket. But it wasn't never like that. Like if you look at the people that I work with today, it's the very same people that I work with then. Uh, I'm talking about the core group, the Layla Steinbergs. I'm talking about, uh, like, the ladies, people you don't even know about, like Tracy, uh, Tracy and Gobi, who did all the pop videos. There's people that's with us, my sister Yanni, you know what I mean, Uh, uh, Man Man. You know, there's a lot of people that you never, ever heard their names in your life. And they are what makes this operation run. They always have been. They, that's why you hear Ray Love Records and all the shit I'm doing, they are directly tied to them and vice versa. So we had the same family. Even if you go to our New York family, Big Stretch, or you go to our L.A. family, Big Psych and all them, them is, them is all my people. You understand what I'm saying? The outlaws, they're all my people. I talked to Napoleon just not too long ago calling me from Saudi Arabia. We really is all the same thing. It's just everybody got other shit. We all we all are individuals. You feel me? And everybody want to do their thing. And I can dig that. I respect it.
0: Uh, yeah, because I just I...
2: It, it took to, it took to right now to twenty you know twenty eleven for me to find out that Ray Love had a big part to do with one of my favorite albums. You know, saying which we were talking about earlier, to, uh, to Populous Now. So I'm just like you know. I if it's a good thing that Soul Kitchen got you so that I can be like, oh, shit, Ray Love, that's that's my, he was he was already my nigga. Now he really my nigga. Like, you feel me? 100. 100. Layla, Layla comment.
8: No, I was going to say I think we have an obligation now that we are, we're allowed less enough to grow up and not have to die as young. We have an obligation to tell the truth. And what I um, would say, number one, is that, there were a number of young people, myself included, that blew up very, very quickly. And none of us had guidance from parents that could help us because we didn't come from families other than Ray. But Ray, um, even though his grandfather's is Cab Calloway, his family told him he couldn't be in the industry. So instead of guiding him and helping him do it right, they rejected him for wanting to do it. And then Pac and I came from political and – um Families who dealt with crime and politics, my father was a juvenile offender who became a criminal defender, and my mother was an activist. So we both had had some deep history in our families, but we stepped into the entertainment arena and as artists stepping into entertainment and suddenly money coming super fast, none of us were equipped. And so the way we bring it full circle is exactly what we're doing now. There's a group of us that actually never forgot where we came from, who always intended to come back and affect lives and make a difference, and we're obligated to do so. And here I am now. My son, who um, just turned 12, whose father's from Oakland, I'm from L.A., just did his video this weekend. And Deshaun really wants to sign my son to his company well, now I have to say my son could be a superstar. He is so talented, and people are coming at me already for him. And how am I going to do it differently? How did I learn from everything I went through with Tupac, Ray Love, Matt Mall, Fife, Short, and the list goes on, so that my son can actually start out that much further ahead because I um, helped him learn the mistakes that he doesn't have to make. So um, I think we made a, a whole lot of mistakes, and every one of us still here is accountable to that. Also,
2: and it's and not, ha- just, and it's not, and it's not just you. It's not just, it's not just you. It's not just Ray Love. I just, um, I just was in um, in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, just a couple of days. Like it was a Friday, and I was out there with E40, and we were. Uh, it was like E40. It was uh, Yo Yo. It was the Outlaws. Be Legit. It was. Um, yeah, I heard about that. Like it was a, it was Spice One, like Spice One, like it was a real it was DJ Quick, like it was a big show. But I, I guarantee you, everybody could you know from that era, you know like the, you know nineties when it when it but everybody was still clicked up. Everybody was still you know working with each other and having fun with each other. But everybody still made mistakes, and everybody now is 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 retrospective and introspective of what maybe they could have did differently. But I don't think a lot of people will regret. What they did because it was everybody pretty much had a ball back then. I, to, from my eyes and what I've seen, I seen like it seemed like everybody was having a ball back then and having fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was amazing. It was it was a time period that we we you know dreamed of, but when it happened, it was man overpowering. You feel me? So a lot. Of, it was a lot of mistakes to be made by everybody on all fronts. But on the same hand, it's like. How you start a thing, I, I always feel as though how you should finish it. And we started this thing off not just being about dollars and cents. It was about how we could change our environment. How Our environment had an effect on us, and we wanted to have an effect back. So, I mean, it took us all this time. Like, we've been chipping away at it, but now it's starting to gain momentum because along with, with new successes, it's also shining a light on these issues that really matter to us. And tell a story and tell the story the way it's the way it happened. Like that's I just want to know I just want to know the truth. Just tell like the way it all the way happened. You know, and the way you broke it down earlier with the way, you know, he he went with digital and you know what I'm saying, it's like fate, everything happened for a reason. It was supposed to happen that way.
5: But you know, yeah, one yeah, yeah, thing yeah. I know is that is that everybody stayed in the same umbrella because Layla was right there managing the whole situation. And okay, yeah. You know, and so so Layla she just kinda she just kinda just kinda like put up the umbrella and let everybody go do their thing. Is am I right, Layla? Well I mean, you
2: know what Should I say? Something? Go ahead, Layla, go ahead. I wanted to cool. interject something too about what he just said, but you answer first. Go ahead. Go ahead.
8: Interject. Ray, interject.
2: Uh, yeah. Okay, so look, what I wanted to say was is this you gotta understand when Pac died it left like a big vacuum. And a lot of people who like I said made made certain parts of, of him they like work. You feel me? I kinda of got felt disconnected from from the the Tupac image, you feel me? So you got the family, you got all these different groups doing Tupac stuff, but the core, the the actual Tupac house is here with us for real. And the reason why I say that is because there was a plan and everybody went to carrying it out and after Pac died, those that didn't really know what the real plan was didn't all the way stick to it. Now we we getting back together as as all of us we've been talking more than everybody talked maybe since he died. You feel me? Really to trying to do something substantial and that's why the kids programs, man, this is the this isn't a, a back burner situation. This is the tip of the spear. This is what it's about. I mean, we got other things going on like said, you know, they doing a Tupac movie and, you know, we have new projects and new artists and all kind of things that we do. Pushing the Bay, we do a lot of different things. But the kids thing is the tip of the spear. That's what it's about. That's the point.
5: Right, right. So, so Ray, what, I was going to type Pushing the Bay, that PBTV, is that you? That, yeah, yeah. That, that's all you?
2: Yeah, that, yeah, that's me and my partner, uh, Sean Todd. You know what I mean? Really, the idea for it was that we wanted to give Rappers who we respected, who we liked, who we, who we know as factors in the rap game, we wanted to give them MTV-quality sit-down interviews, in-depth interviews, where you really get to know people that the streets really want to see. You understand what I'm saying? So we wanted to shine a light on them and give you behind-the-scenes stories that you've never seen or you've never heard before. You know, we're about to come out with a whole new line of videos. We want to um, do a whole, like, documentary on, like, Coop Nuts because a lot of the young cats don't realize these are the dudes that gave us the game. If you love and respect Tupac, you need to understand the people that, that facilitated that. You know what I mean? Uh, the the Shaq Gs of the world that don't all the time get the credit they deserve, that really put it down in the beginning. Even the Layla Steinberg. People, I, I can't say enough about Layla because she she gave us everything. You know what I mean? She, she opened up the entire business to us. And the game, and while she gave us the business, she also she also gave us uh, you know how to help our people and give back, and that's valuable. I don't think we do that enough. I, I definitely haven't no, been true. as affected as as it as I am, you know, trying to be right now. I got a sixteen year old <laughs> son, so that that gives me a different perspective. Now he's the young nigga like I was. What mm-hmm. kind of environment <laughs> do you want? So yeah, go ahead, Layla.
4: <laughs> uh, I was just listening to you thinking
2: they're gonna think I pay you to say that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's what's up, man. I, you know what I wanted to do too is talk about the movie a little bit. We, you know, we we working out a situation with Morgan Creek to try to help them get this movie done. Everything's not all worked out yet. It still appears to be very early in the in the process, but uh, I, I think that. Uh, I think that they trying to do a really good movie. You know what I mean? I I'm I'm my faith is high that, you know, finally people are gonna get to see a side of Pac that, you know, for the most part, we only know. You know what I mean? Or very few of us know. So Yeah, you know so I mean,
5: Layla, that's, that's, Layla, let me ask you a question about the movie. What's up with that little that, that uh Mexican dude that's that's on your Facebook that looks like Pac. He like live his life looking like Tupac.
8: Oh, there's one. I mean, I don't know. There's like probably a hundred people who hit me up on a regular basis. Who
0: spend <laughs> yeah. a whole
8: but there's one from Florida who kills me. He um, goes to impersonator school and everything. And you know, I got love for anyone who loves pop. But you know, there's like. In order to deliver on this role, it's not impersonating or acting like you probably really have to embody that spirit and so truly embody. You know
2: what? I, I went one on. thing that it, it's, it's one thing that be tripping me out like all these. All these cats that, cause you know, when the last time I seen I seen a documentary with Pac when he went to when he went to prison and he was like, man, everybody when they go to prison, when they, they say, oh man, Pop went to prison, man, he finna be writing his ass off. He said, man, I didn't write shit. He's like, man, he was like, man, all you, he was like, all the people that glorify prison, man, he was like, man, it is not the spot, it is not the place to be. And everybody's supposed to be so heavy on the pocket and they don't listen to that part of the game where he's like, "Man, jail is not where it's at." I wish more people would listen to that part and be like, "Man, it's not cool to be locked up." You know what I'm saying? Trying to get stripes. Right. You know right. what? You know what? I wish I wish more people understood what like I wish more record companies, especially independent record companies, because they're a little closer to the artist. I wish they knew what real A and R was about. See, what Layla did was she was like, yeah, I'm going to plug you up with all the record business that i got. But check this out. Go and check out my library. Let me expand your mind so you're able to perform and talk to anybody in the world so you can go to Africa and talk to Africans. Not speaking their language, speaking English, but, but where you can express yourself and realize that you're connected to all these people. When when I make records now, when I first was making records, I was only talking to my neighborhood for real. i got to be honest with you. I was just trying to get the niggas in my neighborhood to be juiced. Then, as I got a little bit older, it was about okay, I'm I'm talking to the bank, you know what I mean? I'm talking to the bank. But now, think about this: people who listen to my records, or or especially now with the internet, the people who listen to my records is is calling from Africa and from Germany. So now, when I make records, I gotta consider that that there's people all over the world that want to hear this story. It's a uh, young dude by the name of Cabo Outlaw. He's the only white member of the Outlaws from what I understand. He uh came out here from Ireland, right? He was going to kill himself. And uh he caught one of the documentaries we was doing on POP on MTV and decided he wasn't going to kill himself. He was going to sell his stuff and come to California and find us. And he did. You understand what I'm saying? It's like when you got people that's doing that from all over the world, it's bigger than a rap record. Yeah, real rap, as a rapper. As a rapper, you can play out. But if you was a factor like that, if you was a factor with people, you could never play out because you're relevant now. You know what I mean? More relevant than a song. Song, yeah, man, I might remember when I get old. But it's like, man, what Ali did, Tupac did make us proud to be us. Man, that shit is giant, and it go everywhere. Man, that shit is pan African, Asian, everything. Yeah, that's
6: that's real talk. That's good stuff.
5: Yeah. So that, that's so. When when can we? Did they have a? Did they already uh, cast somebody for that Tupac role, Layla? No, and I don't
8: nope. see. I don't see it happening too quick. I still think they're gonna have to really. It's gonna be some serious. Study and work. You can't just be a lookalike or impersonator. That was my whole point. I was getting that one. It, it, no, it's not about what you look like. It's that spiritual connection to the content and to the voice, and it's going to be hard to come by. I'll be hard to please. Yes. I love everybody for keeping him alive. I love everyone who's impersonating him, but, um, man. <laughs> that
6: who they I, had, I, I, dude they had playing them
5: up. Uh, Hey Leila, I just seen on Twitter the other day. Um, People was they were talking about Soldier Boy wants to remake, remake Juice and play Pac and Juice.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I I guess I can't. They say, uh, what is it? That that uh, emulation is the highest form of flattery or some shit. Yeah, man. I I respect the fact that so many people like you know, uh, in a sense, want to embody what Pac has. I don't think they really want to be Pac because being dual was very, very difficult. It was very painful. You feel me? That's why he said things like, don't shed a tear for me. Mama, I'm not happy here. You feel me? He wanted to change the world real fast because he was not happy here like that. Most people who who, want to be Pac don't have the qualifications. Pac felt that, you know, everybody's pain, he would keep pulling to himself. And express to himself and put it in the music. You feel me? That's why so many people feel like they know, dude, because damn, he was singing to me. But really, he was channeling his own pain and and pulling other people's pain in with his. And that's that's what it really was about for him was getting to the root of that. What is the root of all this shit, man? Why is things so fucked up? You let know, me tell you something
5: that, you Let me tell you something that is so hilarious to me. You know, back in the day after after I did my uh my music stuff, I started my Baytown video and and one day we was out, I think it was like early ninety, ninety eight, ninety nine, something like that. There was this dude, he must have been forty five years old, and he came over to my house and he won and he and he had the little the little handkerchief to the side and he really thought he was Tupac. I was like and then and then my, my wife, she walked up to him, she goes, Hey, Hey, you remind me of somebody. And, and he was like, oh, yeah, everybody always say I look like Tupac. And it was hella funny because I was like, <laughs> this dude is a fool, man. And he, he he tried talking like Tupac, had a little tattoo on his stomach and everything. Oh, You so, know
6: what the thing
2: is? I, I, I don't care if you want to be like Tupac, read.
5: Right, Tupac was
2: was a voracious reader. Hey, I've never seen anybody read books as fast or as thoroughly, and, and not just read them, but understand them enough to challenge the premise of the book. You understand what I'm saying? He he wanted to argue about about whether Jesus really, you know, died and was resurrected. He would have these crazy conversations at 17 years old. You know right. what I mean? When most people were thinking about other shit at 17. You know what I mean? that, that It's like, man, you... It's not. This is not one of them kind of things where you even look. Pac himself would tell you, you don't want to be like him. You want to be like you. You right. you just want to be the very best you. Be you shamelessly. Don't get really don't not don't don't just walk around like you don't give a fuck about nothing and think that oh yeah I'm being like Pac. Pac gave a fuck about a lot of shit. He matter of fact he cared maybe a little too much, and that's what drives you crazy. That's what drives you to the edge.
5: You know, and, and a lot of, uh, of that kinda of reminds me of uh of that Eminem song Stan. That kinda of, that kinda of touches that too, how that dude wanted to be just like how Eminem's songs were and Eminem was like, What the hell? You know, that that's not me, that's just me writing. You know, and it kinda it kinda of, right. kind of goes on the same part. But
2: look look guys, I wanna tell y'all man, I gotta wrap it up. I actually got a studio session to uh, to I gotta run out here and go to. Um, but is it y'all got any more questions? What What, uh, what you want to know?
6: Yeah. But we appreciate you
2: coming, man. Appreciate yeah. you being on the show, homie.
5: Yeah, definitely. Hey Ray, Ray,
2: you
5: make sure yeah. you get us some uh, some drops. I got you. Yeah. So you I got you. Make- I got you. Definitely. Layla, do we? Uh, can, can we can we put Deshaun Jackson on the on the list for next week so we can talk more about uh about the football camp?
8: Yeah, I just need to know I've got a coordinate schedule with him, but he absolutely will do it. Um, what are you looking at the same day next week? Next Monday?
5: Yeah, yeah, Every Monday we go live eleven to one every Monday.
8: Let me talk to him today and make sure we can do eleven. The only thing is he may be on a plane coming back from Philly. But um, the following Monday he'll be with me. So um, if I get a plane and flight schedule, I'll let you know before the end of today.
5: So if, is, this um, your, is this your number right here, Layla? Yep, you got it. Lock me in. Okay, I'm gonna lock you in, and then I'll, then I'll talk to you about it. I'll call you, and we'll see if we can work that okay. out. He'll definitely do it, and have to talk to
8: you. anyway.
0: On
5: are you are you like on the go right now? No, that's Ray.
0: That's not me. That's oh.
5: <laughs> oh. yeah, that, that was Ray. That that was Ray. Okay, I'll put him on hold. Okay, that's uh, me calling on the other line, Layla. That's me calling on the other line. I'm calling you on your other line right now.
8: Oh, the one I hung up on?
4: I was like, who's trying to call me?
5: Yeah, 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 that was me. So just lock that number in. I'll call you later, and we'll talk about it. I missed you when I was in L.A. (laughs) I missed you when I was in L.A. last week. Sorry.
8: Well, we're going to catch up. I'm going to start being in the Bay a whole bunch, too. Where are you now?
5: I'm in Pittsburgh. Okay, that's
8: that's where Maul is, too. Oh, he does? Yeah, I, long long. Long. I haven't even
5: seen Paul. I haven't even seen Paul. I just talked to him on on Twitter a second ago, and he tweeted me back. I told him to call in, but he didn't. Oh, tell
8: him he should
5: have been home with me and Ray. That's whack. Hey, and uh, Kevy Kev to the top on Twitter said, "You're an awesome human being." Um, tell her I said what's up from the 801. Shout out from Young Proud and Kevy Kev. They they uh. God, give them my love. Tell
8: them follow me on Twitter too.
5: <laughs> Are you on Twitter, Layla?
8: Yeah, my daughter made me. Most of the time she does it, but I'm going to start doing it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so, so what? Uh, come on, what's your Twitter? What's your Twitter account?
8: Oh, it's just me, just Layla Steinberg and at the Mike Sessions, which is my workshop. And my Facebook is just Layla Steinberg.
5: Okay, cool. All right. Well, Layla, thank you for me. All right. Oh uh, wait a minute! I, I want to introduce you to my to my young nephew. He's on the line still. Uh, Dejan, did you learn something today? This is his, his weekly, this is his weekly industry session. Dejan, you're on the phone with Layla Steinberg. Say hi. What's happening? How are you? I'm doing
8: good. How are you?
9: I'm oh good. Did, did we bore you, or were no, we all right? Uh... <laughs> Can I ask you something? Um, first time I've first time, first time ever seen you was in a Tupac documentary. And, um, you know, they were talking about, Pac was talking about how uh, him and, you know, his boys used to stay over at your house. I wanted to know, and I, I was thinking, like, you know, this, this is, uh, I don't want to sound. I, I was just thinking, you know, how was that to be around, you know, Pac and, you know, all those characters and, you know, you was just, you know, just kill on
8: those. I mean, when they were at my house, they weren't who they are to the world now. So it was really different. It's like the, being with the group of people I grew up with. So it's like thinking about who your seven closest friends are and you know, whatever it is you do together, if you play ball, if you, if you want to be math scientists or teachers or artists. You do that with the people that you grow up with and love So that was just my circle, you know And now all of a sudden they're like Major to the world So what's even weirder is Watching them make movies and films And and everywhere you go People identify me with Tupac And don't know half of who I am Or what I've done in my life I just become like this um, Oh, you were the whatever I'm like, oh, okay, you know there's
9: a whole I'm lot sure more So So, how, so uh, What would you say Your role was?
8: Say that again?
9: I said How What would you say That your role was? My role? Um, if that's If that's what you would put it Like Because you said They don't know Half of what you, you've done
8: Oh no I'm just saying You know In my life And my work And, and my journey People just Identify me and like, what you to a one person. And, you know, first and foremost, I'm a mother and a grandmother. And I think that I was a mother to all of the young people that I grew up with, even though I wasn't much older than them. Maybe because my mom left me when I was young, it made me want to be like a mother to everyone. And I think that that's how I was as a friend, always trying to take care of everyone. I had a lot of vision. What I learned in my time with Tupac is to never uh, anybody that has negative attitude or tells us what we can't do. Because him and me both shared something and it was just that nobody could stop us. No one could tell us no, we could conquer the world. And I think that the, the drive and the personal we had to our dreams where people understand and just that nobody could stop them, and, and all of you know, what kept us going. But, you know, just in terms of my work and my life, most of my life I've been committed to working in the juvenile halls and prisons and really ending this cycle of incarcerating young people and, I have an artist that I work with who has a line in his song. It says, slavery was not abolished. It was polished with the prison industry. And a lot of my life's work has been stopping the industry of incarceration. And um, and that's really what Tupac wanted also. That's something we shared. So here I am 20, 30 years later still working at, in these um, jail cells. And helping our young people understand their hearts and their pockets. You know, we have to learn how to make a living so we don't have to take it. And um, that's just really where a lot of my work is and my commitment. And then working with sports and athletes, you know, I'm excited about the work I'm doing with Deshaun Jackson now. That's awesome. He's an amazing young man. Yeah, that's and you great. Know- huh?
5: I said that, that everything you're doing is so is so wonderful. And, and uh, you know, you're a great person. You were a very a great inspiration to me to get me in the business and help me when I was a young cat trying to come up, you know, and get me into
8: you. You know. working hard, too. Man.
0: <laughs> we did